Luke chapter 17, verse 11. Luke chapter 17, verse 11. If you're there, say amen. amen. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. How many times in our lives have we been to a church service, been to an altar, uh, prayed before God, and, and, and we've, we've called out to Jesus and said, Jesus, please help us. Please help me in my marriage. Please help me in my health. Please help me in my finances. Please help me recover from the storm. What, whatever the case might be, God, please help us. That's exactly what these ten men did. And Jesus looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priest. He didn't say you're going to be healed. He just gave them instructions. And he says, as you do what I'm obeying you to do, watch this. As they went, as they obeyed, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. And he fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Something interesting to hear. He says he's on the road and he's continuing towards Jerusalem and he is on the border between Galilee and Samaria. And what happens on this road was, when you were a leper, you were not allowed to be a part of the city because you, or, or, or the community, the village, wherever you lived, you were excommunicated basically because you were unclean and no one else wanted to get leprosy. There was no, there was no cure for leprosy. And so you were banished out of the city. And what had happened was, lepers from Samaria... And lepers from Galilee, or Jews, so Samaritans and Jews, had gathered and made their own community of people who were needing some type of miracle but had been left out of society. So here they are, they're gathered. And they're all mixed up. They were united by a common misfortune. Something in their life didn't matter if they were Jews or Samaritans, if they were rich or if they were poor, if they were men or if they were women, but some common misfortune had united them, and now they are standing before Jesus saying, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. They're crying out to God. Find this to be a, a very interesting picture of often uh, what our lives can look like. In this room, there are people gathered from all walks of life. And you may not be an outcast like, like the lepers, but as you look around, you see people from, from every arena of, of life and environment and culture in this room today. But somehow when we come together, we're all crying out to Jesus, saying, Jesus, we're in need of you. Come and help us. Come and heal us. Come and be with us. We want more of you in our life. And Jesus did. I love that Jesus was willing to heal the ten people just, for, just, for ask, just because they asked him for help. Just because they were willing to obey. Here's what's interesting, though. 
When Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priest, this is actually a religious ritual. Ten were willing to do were willing to obey the religious ritual and go and show themselves to the preach, priest. One and only one was willing to show an act of true worship. A, an act of true gratitude to give praise and glory to God. I'm sure the other nine weren't bad men, weren't bad women, weren't bad people. They were just so excited about what, what had God had done that they just went back to their lives to show their family. But they never returned to Jesus to give glory to God. Late last summer, as I returned from uh, our sabbatical, Pastor Lindsay and I, I stood in this pulpit and I, uh, I, God had just really dropped into my spirit uh, and spoken to me that He was sending a wave of miracles to Triumph Church a wave of miracles that this fall would this past fall would be a wave of miracles and I tell you that as we walk through it it didn't look like that was going to happen but when you look back on it you cannot do anything but see the hand of God as he has led us through and we have seen a wave of miracles and so today what we're doing is we're going to be the one we're going to be the one to return to God and say Lord you said you were going to do great things, and you've done great things. You said you were going to do miracles, and you've done miracles. You said you were going to help us, and you've helped us. You said you were going to be with us, and you were with us. And, and you know, all of us in this room are united by one common misfortune, and that was a hurricane named Harvey that wrecked our communities. And, and whether you lost your home or, or whether your kids are going to school in, in another place because their school was flooded or whatever the case might have been, all of us have been, been impacted by this tragedy. And so as we come through, we see the goodness of God and how He has worked in us and through us. And today, we're giving thanks and glory to God. Because I never wanted to be said of Triumph Church that God healed us. He did what we asked, but we never gave him credit. So God, we're here today to say that everything that has happened in our life that has worked out for our good has been because of you. It's been because of you. I love Impact Sunday because we get to give a report on all that God has done in the previous years. I want to begin right here and just tell you, I just, if you didn't get the miracle you were praying for this fall, I want you to know that God is still working miracles. Miracles aren't something we just read about in Scripture, that we hear about in stories in the days of old, but miracles are still happening today. Uh, the testimonies that God has done, I, I couldn't even gather them all to share them with you. So we just chose one. It's the story of a young girl named Heather who's in our Nederland campus. I brought her in this past week. We recorded a video, tried to get her testimony on video. Bear with us. It's a really long story. There's a lot of details. We tried to cut it down, so hopefully you can follow with us. Uh, but I want to show you her testimony video really quickly. Guys, if you're ready, let's roll it. Hey everyone, I'm sitting here with a great Triumph member, Heather, and I wanted her to tell you a little bit about who she is and her story from this past year. How are you doing today, Heather? I'm doing much better than I was. Much better, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and kind of who you are and a little bit of your story. I'm 30 years old. I've been married for two years. Um, I was a special education teacher. I 
had just gotten accepted into graduate school. I was going to get a master's. Yeah. Everything's going great, as you yeah. just described. Life can't go any better. Yeah. Getting involved in church, and then something changed. Yeah. Tell me what happened when things changed for you. I started just having vision changes where I would just go blind sometimes. And then a week later, I woke up numb from here down, uh, paralyzed, basically. And from that day, my walking had never returned. Eventually, it started affecting my speech. My vision was still going in and out. I got to where I couldn't even read anymore. So we've been to, we're now at the third neurologist. Yeah. Tell me your symptoms now by the time you get to the third neurologist. Paralysis, really struggling with your vision, but by now um, you're in a wheelchair pretty much full time yeah. to get around places. Yeah. You're on full disability and permanent disability, correct? Yep. Yeah. Meaning that they're not expecting this to ever change. They don't know how to solve it, and it's never going to change. Yep. And then your, your speech is now a, a big struggle. Is that correct? Yes. So you're, you're struggling to communicate with your husband. So what did the third neurologist say? And so uh, she basically said my brain was herniating out of my skull. Wow. Yeah, and that's what was causing the buildup. So did, did she say you might get your speech back or your sight back or? She couldn't really speculate. It was so rare. There wasn't, she didn't even think there was anyone in Houston that she could refer us to. So she's just sending you home. Yeah. No hope, yeah. no next step, Send, just sending you home. Yeah. I literally remember picturing myself standing wide open and I said, God, take it, use it. I don't care what it is, just take it. Even if it's my legs, my eyes, I don't care. Use it however you want. I know you're gonna work it out. So your husband prays, your family prays. What else did you do? When I could, I would have to wear my cooling vest. And sometimes I couldn't even stay the whole service, but we would come, Pastor Darren and Angel would pray for me. They even came to the house and prayed with me. Um, my church family really was there for me during that time, praying for my healing. So Heather, four months go by and you're trying to get into tear. Your symptoms have worsened. You're wearing a cooling vest, but you've prayed. God's using you and you've had prayer to be healed. Did God heal you? Yes. How did that happen? My MRIs came back clean. I started just walking one day. Wow. <laughs> let, let me ask you this because I just want to be real clear. Okay. Did you ever have any procedures done to fix this? No, I never even took a pill. No, no medicine, nothing. So you go from having <laughs> an extremely rare disease that's causing your brain to herniate, brain fluid to leak down your spine, causing paralysis, blindness, um, speech impairment, your body can't regulate its temperature. You never did one thing to fix it. Nothing. Nothing. All you did was give it to God Yeah. and pray. And he healed you. Yeah, I told him that, hey, you can have my body, do what you want with it, and he healed me. God can heal you. He, I never in a million years would have thought that I would be walking and running. But look at me. I mean, I'm walking proof. Your healing is coming. You just have to believe it. And in the waiting period, own it. Just look for the joy because it's there. And 
I know that God has something good, a good story in store for you too. For over a year, she couldn't walk, she couldn't communicate, she had to wear a cooling vest everywhere she went to regulate her body temperature because she couldn't, her body wasn't working properly, and, and yet God, God healed her. And uh, he, she's not 100% back, she's still doing some physical therapy. When you don't walk for a year, you've got to learn to walk again. And so she's still, but man, uh, when she left the rehab facility, she ran around the whole property. They said she'd never walk again. I, I just want you to know that God is still doing miracles. And I, I want you to hang in there. If you're still praying, if you're still believing, if you've got God, things that you're seeking God for, hang in there. Keep believing. Don't give up. This young girl, her life was changed. But then God stepped in and he changed it for the better. And in the meantime, here's what I love, and we had to cut out of this, uh, we, we ended up cutting out of the video, but in the meantime, she started her own life team and was running a life team through email, connecting with other people who couldn't get out either, and was touching the lives of other people. God can use you no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. He used Heather. God wants to use you. So I celebrate all the miracles that God is doing. If he's done a miracle in your life, if he's helped you, if he's answered a prayer, anything, can you just clap your hands and rejoice in the Lord this morning? God, we thank you. We thank you. We give you glory, God. Every year I stand before you and I give you a quick synopsis of uh, what happens with our giving when, and, and uh, what, how our year has went. Uh, I don't, I, we don't do a full layout presentation of where every dollar went. We obviously do that with our board of directors. Uh, but we believe in putting it before the people. Uh, you give, God blesses, and God does incredible things. And um, everything that happens in, in and around Triumph, through Triumph, from uh, this building to the things that happen outside of this building and missions that happen all over the world, they happen because of the faithfulness of the people of God. The faithfulness of people who say, I'll be a tither. I'm going to bring the first 10% of all of my increase, and I'm going to give it to God. So uh, for our overall income this year, for Triumph Beaumont, uh, in 2016, we, we brought in $838,779. This past year, despite Hurricane Harvey, we saw an increase of 4% to $872,000. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we love to talk about is our missions giving, what we did this year. And so I want to show you that, uh, what we gave to missions. Stay with me, guys. Um, this year we spent $372,914 on missions. Uh, and that's not just this campus, that's all of our campuses combined. Uh, of that, $225,280 went to Harvey. So to help people in our community, this community, we, we were able to, to give $225,000. And I'll just make a note of that. We are continuing, and we'll talk more about Harvey in a minute, but we are continuing to distribute funds uh, as they come in and as we're able to. We're still buying sheetrock uh, for families and doing a number of other things. We've been able to help a lot of people. Those things are still going on, so we celebrate that. And then, uh, obviously, no backup one, uh, we spent a little bit less than normal in our missions around the world this year. We needed missions at home. Um, but we still sent out 
over and above Harvey, $147,000 around the globe to do the work of God in different countries, different parts of this country all over the world, from planting churches to helping orphanages uh, to helping uh, homes where um, sex trafficking victims can be rescued and get, uh, be taught uh, skills to get back to life. This, has been, this is happening all over the world, and I just want to say that I couldn't be more proud of you when we put these numbers up on the screen. You say, oh, my God you're a part of that. If you gave a little, you're a part of that. If you gave a lot, you're a part of that. Together and with the power of God behind us, that's what we've been able to accomplish. So good things. Give yourself a hand. Last year, we had 7,562 ministry opportunities, opportunities to touch someone's life through a life team. We averaged 305 people in uh, life team's weekly attendance. In addition to that, we had over 20,000 people viewed our website last year. So many people came to check out what was happening at this campus. Uh, we had over 5,500 people watch our services on Vimeo. And, and live, we had 111, an average of 111 every single week uh, watching the service live. Um, and then, that doesn't even include our Facebook Live. How many of you watched us on Facebook Live? Okay, some of you are watching right now. We had almost 23,000 views in our Beaumont Facebook of videos that we had on there. So lots of people, not just what you see here, but the work of God is extending beyond thanks to uh, modern technology. Aren't you glad to be a part of God doing some big things? Um, we saw... Do, we had dozens of water baptisms, hundreds of salvations, life change, miracles. Behind these numbers, there are people giving, there are people serving, there are people hearing the word of God, there are people whose lives are changed, there are miracles happening. It's not just about a number, but every number represents a life that was changed. I want to say to all of you, thank you for your generosity and thank you for your service. You say, well, Pastor Ren and I, I, I didn't give much last year. No problem. We're not upset with you. We're not going to come knocking on your door and, and giving you a bill for last year. But I do want to encourage you to be a tither and be a giver and be a part of what God is doing in the kingdom of God through triumph. And I believe that not only will he use you to touch the world, but at the same time, he wants to bless your life. Get involved in our dream team. Get involved, find a place to serve. There's so many areas that we need people to get involved and serve throughout the week. We would love to have you be a part. You can see our connection desk on how to get signed up. See Pastor Brandon and Pastor Crystal will get you signed up. Uh, if you haven't joined Triumph, it's a great time to join. It's a great time to join. You know, we've got our, our growth track, which is our membership class, will be coming up in next month in March. Sign up. Get involved. Let me tell you this. If you, if you know someone, invite someone. If you love your church and you're proud of your church, invite someone to worship God with you. I know it's scary, but step out. Invite them. You never know who's waiting on you. Who's waiting on you just to ask I made the statement a moment ago that Southeast Texas was united by a common misfortune. Our church, too, was dramatically affected, especially uh, our Nederland campus, uh, which every building we have in Nederland was flooded. Uh, this building received damage, uh, but it actually held up fairly well. The water came just a few feet from the back of the building here, but didn't come in, thank the Lord. 
uh, it was a scary moment uh, when, when, you, when you're watching the water walk, climb closer and closer towards the building. Uh, but God's been good to us. We're still fighting insurance companies. <laughs> um, I say we're not fighting them, they're just not doing anything. Uh, <laughs> um, they're, uh, the flood insurance is playing games on us, so they, they had us a bunch of insurance adjusters, then they went to one insurance adjuster, and then they came back and said, hey, we're going to make it easy on you six months later, and we're going to go back to six insur insurance adjusters. It's just games to keep us delayed. It's okay. We're not going to be frustrated. We're not going to be angry. Uh, but in the end, uh, God's going to help us, and uh, our, you know, he's going to take care of his house. He's going to take care of his house. So for, thank you for bearing with us as we've been rebuilding. Of course, you haven't seen it as a, lot, a lot in this campus. We got our work done here pretty quickly in this campus, but in Nederland especially. Um, but I wanted to tell you uh, a little bit of the story. Some of you know parts of these things. Some of you don't. But what I really have been feeling in, uh, as I pray for this year, as I've prayed for you, and me is that somehow we have to find a way to close the chapter on Hurricane Harvey. It's really hard to do when your home is not back together or you're, you're, you're going to school in the wrong school or your work is, is messed up. It's really difficult to do. But somehow we have to figure out how to stop letting Hurricane Harvey dictate our life and our decisions our attitudes and our emotion, emotions and start to move forward. And so I wanted to share with you a little bit about the things that happened during the hurricane, the things that you were a part of. You say, well, Pastor Rannon, I didn't do all that. No, but we as a church, we as a body, uh, this, is, this is what we were, just a, just a synopsis of what you were able to do. And uh, I'm proud to, to call you our church family, to serve you as pastor. When you look at this video, I think you'll see just a glimpse of what all of our campuses were able to accomplish to help our community. So often we're helping people on the other side of the world, but this time we needed help, and you stood up. You stood strong, and um, I couldn't be more proud. I want to thank you. If you, were, if you volunteered, a little or a lot. If you gave, a little or a lot. If you prayed, a little or a lot. If you called us to let us know about a need, to help us find someone to, to, that we could, there, there were people calling in saying, can you go check on this person? Can you go check on that person? People that you were worried about, which we did our best to do. Thank you for everything that you've done to allow this to happen. Let's roll the video. On the evening of August 25th, 2017, Hurricane Harvey made landfall in the small town of Rockport, Texas. This Category 4 hurricane ravaged the Texas coastline with 130 mile per hour winds. The people of Houston and Southeast Texas watched helplessly as this devastating storm set its sights on our home. For seven days, Harvey was merciless, dumping over 50 inches of rain with a record of over 60 inches in Nederland, Texas. Homes were flooded, streets became rivers, and the water kept rising.
While our resiliency was tested, the people of Triumph did not waver in our faith in God or our commitment to help our cities. Charging into the storm, our people joined with hundreds of volunteers rescuing people in boats from flooded homes and streets. Southwest Houston, Bevel Oaks, Beaumont, China, Port Arthur, Groves, Nederland, Bider, Orange. Where there was a need, you stood up to help. Recognizing an emerging problem, Triumph opened its doors as a temporary staging area to host drenched evacuees until they could find long-term shelter. With no supplies or resources, having been flooded ourselves, over a thousand people were able to find safe haven, and through a series of miracles, they found food, water, clothing, blankets, and pillows. Wednesday night and we have been working to take care of uh, refugees all day long and we've been sending people to the Montaigne Center for a shelter. We probably sent three or four hundred people down there. We get a phone call just a few minutes ago that they have locked the doors, they're not taking any more people. So we realize at this time we're going to have to house and take care of 200 plus um, evacuees for the night. I turn to my team and I say, Hey guys, I need you to go in and assess how much food we have, how many supplies we have. My team goes into the building to find out what we have, which turns out to be a few peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and a couple of fruit cups. And literally, they go in one door, and I turn, and there's a tractor-trailer truck, and these guys right here in a barbecue pit, and they come driving in the parking lot. I have no idea who they are, I have no idea where they're from. They just literally within minutes came pulling in. We're inside figuring out how many supplies we have and they come in the parking lot. I have no idea how you end up in this parking lot, but at exactly the right moment, within minutes, these guys pulled up and 20 minutes later, we're serving a couple of hundred people barbecue. That is what God is doing right now. These people. These guys right here are an answer to the prayer. These guys are from Lufkin. What's the name of your company? Listen, by way of heaven. Just by they do barbecue. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what y'all do, but you might should do barbecue. It's amazing. And uh, but listen, God's amazing, and this is the kind of things He's doing right now. And I want to say thank you to whoever's out there. Um, if God puts it on your heart to do something, to serve, to help somebody, go do it immediately. You never know when you are God's answer to someone else's prayer. What was truly a fishes and loaves miracle was only the beginning of what God was getting ready to do through the people of Triumph. As word spread, individuals, churches, and organizations began sending resources to Triumph to help our community. God gave us favor with our military and we helped land 24 planes loaded with desperately needed supplies. Trucks and trailers filled with supplies came from all over the country. Jesus said, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. 
What came as a disaster was used by God as an opportunity to be the church as He intended. For weeks, Chime volunteers, along with the teams from out of town, worked tirelessly to clean out flooded homes. Many of those volunteers themselves had lost everything, and yet the heart of Triumph, a heart to serve and help others, would not be stopped. 70 homes were remediated, 35 homes were professionally dried, and to date, 22 homes have received replacement drywall. Through the leadership of Bishop Randy, Triumph has been instrumental in getting 10 other churches and pastors' homes professionally dried and their drywall replaced. If you help a pastor, that pastor can help his community. The impact you have made goes far beyond the walls of Triumph. Through a series of divine connections, God used Triumph to distribute over 4,800 blankets and 325 mattresses to Harvey victims who had lost their homes. Churches in Covenant and Mid-County Dodge, we were able to give 94 families a brand new Samsung refrigerator to help get their families back to normal. As 2017 drew to a close, we received and distributed three 18-wheeler loads of furniture to 23 families and an entire apartment complex that was in desperate need. At Christmas, pallets full of brand new toys were organized and distributed, bringing joy to the faces of many hurting kids. Though tragedy struck, we are stronger for it. Our faith in God has withstood adversity. He has done miraculous things for us and through us. 
So it is with a heart full of gratitude that we declare God is always good. What we sing on the mountain, we sing in the valley. What we sing in our sunshine, we sing in our storms. That God is always good. Amen. We've heard so many testimonies this morning about how good God is. There's hundreds and hundreds more that, that wasn't able to be put on there. But would you stand and worship with us this morning as we just worship God? No matter what side of the mountain you're on this morning, He is still good. the valley that God is always 